everyone and welcome to the So What About Faith podcast. My name is Moyo and in this space I discuss my experience navigating faith as a Gen Z believer. From the mistakes I've made to the lessons I've learned, all in a bit to awaken, exhort, encourage and comfort you. Hey guys and welcome back to part two of um, my episode with Audrey Kuchio. Can I be Christian and also Aries? Um, and if you haven't listened to the first episode yet, what are you waiting for? Go back, listen, um, because we're continuing the conversation from there. So Audrey, take it away. Yeah, so I think I was touching on the fact that you mentioned something about the fact that God is not always going to speak to us from uh, by means that are like explicit. And I think that sometimes we think that God is going to give us this like huge sign and he can, he can, you know, um, give you an encounter that's incredibly powerful, but oftentimes it's through that still small voice that we keep suppressing when we're in our sin, that God wants to speak to us. And so for me, how I eventually got out of new age was after um, I'd come across another video from this guru that I'd been following. And, you know, in this video, he was going deeper about the fact that, you know, we are gods and and so on and so forth. And then finally, my spirit just couldn't take um couldn't take it any longer because I could no longer suppress that voice in the back of my mind and that voice in my spirit that was just telling me that what I was doing and what I had been doing up until then was wrong and so literally that night um I couldn't sleep (laughs) I was just tossing and turning and I I just couldn't think of anything else and so as soon as I woke up that morning I I began to frantically do my research about you know um I think what I typed in specifically into YouTube was Christianity versus new age or uh and then I and then I came across all these videos of people who had had the similar experience to me and had given their lives to Jesus and so I watched this girl's testimony and it was just so accurate everything she'd been saying was just so similar to me and I think it was that night that I finally gave my life to Jesus and I really accepted him as my Lord and Savior in my dorm room. Uh, coincidentally, it was during Halloween what? that that happened. And I had actually been planning um, to go to a freshers like Halloween or club Halloween event yeah. the night um the night that I actually was giving or the day that I was giving my life to Jesus I had been planning to go to that event at night. And then after I gave my life to Christ, um, I met my friends in the hallway because we were planning to go together. And I just said to them, guys, I, I'm not going to come. I'm not coming to the club. I'm a Christian now. <laughs> it was just so funny. <laughs> no, literally, because I, I, it was so funny because literally I just felt a change. Um, and so I was like, no, I, I really can't. What am I what am I doing there? I can't go. And so ever since I've been growing my relationship with God and getting to know him through Jesus, I can honestly say that I didn't really know 
who God was until I knew Christ. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, stop suppressing that voice in, in your spirit that's telling you and that's beckoning out to you. Mm. Just, just surrender. And, you know, my fears about being afraid of, of not having a life after I became a Christian or not my life being uninteresting or boring, completely false. Um, I can say that now is when I'm really living. Now is when I'm really in purpose. Now is when I really feel like I have a purpose and something to live for. And amen. 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 Honestly, like think that, you know, Audrey's testimony has just shown that like, you know, you might not necessarily have that dream that you're waiting for. You might not necessarily have that car accident you've been waiting, right? Not waiting for. I don't think anybody waits, you know, is living their life in anticipation of a car accident. Um, I really hope that no one is doing that, you know, but um, that, or that, dramatic, that traumatic you know, experience, yes, that I think, kind of yes, thing. exactly, like, that you that need you, to push you over to the other exactly. side. Like not everyone has, you know, will have that type of um, testimonial. The one where Jesus will appear to them in their dorm room, you know. It could be literally like Audrey. You could get saved in your college, you know, dorm room. And it's based on a conviction that you've been having that you finally surrender to. Um, and so... Um, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Audrey. Um, and I think it's just worth, um, you know, even, you know, touching on this this next point because, you know, some people um, listening, right, might be thinking, you know, like, okay, I'm doing all these things, right? So they, they, they might be like, well, I can't relate, right? I can't relate to these experiences or it's either ignorant or like we've spoken about suppressing the holy spirit but some people might be like actually i don't experience any of these things right um and i think or rather i remember i'm listening to a testimony by john ramirez i don't know audrey if you know john ramirez yes yes yes, yes. so john ramirez was basically um like he's one of one of their like most like I don't even know, but he's he's just amazing to be honest. He has an amazing testimony, um, and you know he used to be an ex-satanist, and he basically just said um that no way comparing. Obviously, Jeremy Messon, I'm trying to hit at your point here, um, but basically for him, right, it was after he renounced um witchcraft, um that his attacks basically started, right? So all these you know demonic attacks that Audrey mentioned he, for him it mainly started after he had renounced them. And so while he was still a Satan worshiper, like everything was pretty like quote unquote good, you know, but it was when he gave his life to Christ, you know, that, you know, he was basically like he was attacked for like a whole month straight, right? And so I just even wanted to like, you know, ask you, Audrey, like for you, did you find that you had similar experiences, right? Where it was like, Yes, you had surrendered to God, but you now had to start, like, would I say, renouncing a lot of things. And how did you see, like, God come through for you even after you get, like, after you had given your life to him? So before you had surrendered, you saw him, would I say, still reach out to you and um, convict you. Now, after you got saved, were there some experiences or battles that you 
you saw that you had to confront and how did he, you know, would I say fight those battles for you or show you that he had overcome for you? That's honestly a wonderful question. And the short answer is yes. Honestly, after I gave my life to Christ, I experienced this heaviness, this like depression almost for like maybe a month after. And I couldn't understand why I felt that way. However, um, I couldn't go back. Like it was just a thing of and looking back at it now in hindsight, it could honestly have just been the enemy trying to deter me from this path I was taking. But, you know, despite that depression and heaviness, I just couldn't, I don't know, I couldn't renounce what I already knew. I couldn't unknow what I knew because it felt like when I gave my life to Christ that day, scales had literally fallen off of my eyes. Like where I had been ignorant, I just completely saw and understood and knew the truth um, and that Jesus was the truth. So I couldn't unknow the truth. Um, I, I, I didn't have the kind of testimony. Yeah. Amen. Um, and I always tell people this, but I say like, I didn't have the kind of testimony of like, oh, God's love just engulfed <laughs> me. And it was this amazing feeling. And I was walking on a cloud. It wasn't like that. It was just that it had reached a peak where I'd stopped suppressing that voice. And it was almost like I was at a crossroads mm. of your eyes have now been opened. Now you get to decide. Mm. Are you going to finally surrender to Jesus? or Are you going to continue on? the path that you've been on and so I just decided by God's grace to surrender to Jesus and so I, I knew that truth um, but I didn't feel necessarily good I, I was battling depression for that month um, and then a couple of months after I think I'd met uh, my ex no. and oh, no, I no, met no, him no, no. <laughs> I, I I literally met him at a place that I was not supposed to be in. I, I was I was wanting to, you know, now be a Christian, live my, but there was still a battle. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't like I was walking on this cloud. And then, you know, after I finally broke up with him because we'd had one too many fights about him not believing in God and my spirit just consistently convicting me and not having any peace. I was finally like, you know what? Like, I'm just, let's just, let's just break up. Okay, this is not going to work. And the way that I became, now that I developed a proper relationship with God or started developing a relationship with God, was that this was during the time of COVID. And so I actually had to go back um, home from uni because classes were now moving online. So for an entire year in like, I think it was 2021, I was basically in isolation, like in my room back home, trying to do online school. And it was here that I began to do Bible study, that I began to um, just read the word of God and actually like study the Bible. And wow, it was so interesting to me and it was so wonderful. And then watch sermons and start to pray. And it was here that I confessed a lot of my sin and um that God actually delivered me from so many things I'd been struggling with and battling with. Um, one of them being sexual sin. God completely delivered me from that. Um, the more I got to know him, the more I began to hate all of the other things that I'd been doing. And it's just to show you that, okay, you might be listening to this and you're a new Christian. And you're like, 
I'm still struggling with this sin. I'm still struggling with that. There is a process of sanctification that God is going to take. Speak on it, sis. Um, so yes. don't don't feel condemned if you know you've given your life to Christ, but you're you know you're falling in this area. You know the enemy wants to make you feel condemned, and of course there's a fight going on for your soul, and you shouldn't have an excuse to sin. But understand that God is sanctifying you, and if you submit to that process, and and all you have to really do is seek God seek God, you know, read your word, pray, speak to him about the things you're struggling with and watch as he delivers you, as he sanctifies you, as he, as he, you know, go, you have to go through a process as a Christian. You're not going to be perfect as soon as you give your life to Christ. So have faith and have hope that God has a plan for you. And yeah, so um, during that time, I also went through some spiritual warfare in terms of um, you know, like demonic visitations while I was asleep, while I was um, during the night. And, you know, I had to also learn how to kind of do spiritual warfare and pray against, um, you know, these encounters that I was consistently having at night. Yeah. And God was also like sort of teaching me how to. So it kind of like warfare. trained you on how to war. Basically, this these experiences trained yeah. you how to, you know, at all yeah Mm -hmm. and it opened my eyes to a lot of things that were going on behind closed doors like Mm -hmm. spiritually um my eyes were really open like in in terms of all of the things that i was playing with Mm -hmm. and you know sometimes when we're like playing with this astrology or playing with our tarot cards or you know ouija boards or whatever you're doing you because you don't feel the effects right away and typically when you're when you're in sin, the enemy's not necessarily going to attack you as much. He may, he may attack you every now and then. You may get sleep paralysis. You may get, you know, a wild or something may happen to you. But it's after you've really crossed over to the other side that you see the effects that this these things have had on you. You're opening up these demonic doors and portals that you're not even aware of. And so now, um, what happens a lot of times with Christians who like this happened like they've they've maybe been into astrology or new age or any sin really i mean even sexual sin and sexual immorality and then when you become born again you start to go through hardship in terms of spiritual warfare and you wonder to yourself like why shouldn't my life be good now like i'm a christian like what's happening why am i suffering in this way why am i going through this spiritual warfare why are you know why do i feel the sleep paralysis and these spiritual attacks in the night and it's simply because there are still legal doors that are open and that were opened while you were in sin and you know through that process of sanctification that's when you know you have to begin to repent you know repent for the fact that you know god i repent for having um sought out mediums and tarot card readers and you know stuff like on any like tyler the tyler the medium or whatever his name is i repent for watching that i repent for um for for law of attraction for putting my faith in manifestation and and then beginning to renounce it and then asking for those doors to be closed and you know unfortunately if you're somebody who is like super deep into this stuff it may take a while or a little longer for you to fully close those doors it does not mean that god is not with you it doesn't mean that jesus is not with you it's just that you just need to close those doors um and and you know 
the the price of sin is death. It really is. And and there are consequences every time we step out of what God said is good. Every time we, we sin, every time we break the the laws of God or we step out of the boundary that God had apportioned for us, it's really for our own good. Um, I mean, God knows when he says to you not to, you know, put your hand to witchcraft or not to worship the stars and the moon, which is explicitly in the Bible. He knows what he's doing and he knows that these are just subtle ways the enemy tries to ensnare your soul, tries to entangle you in sin. Um, and then it becomes really difficult once you're born again to, you know, then break away. But it's possible. And, you know, to anybody that may be struggling, like you might not be like me, you might not have sort of had this new age experience, but you may have battled other sins. And um, of course, you battled other sins prior to coming to Christ. And now you may be feeling like, you know, you're suffering and things are just not going well. Just keep the faith and understand that the word of God said that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Let's bring it back to, you know, the reason why, or rather we spent too much time having on this spiritual um, part is because this is an area that people tend to overlook. And we, one thing I know God wanted us to do today is, would I say, open your people's eyes to the fact that these things exist without what you want to believe it now it's now a completely different you know conversation um but you know aside from these um would i say spiritual experiences and encounters that you had um with you know astrology and new age practices you know what other areas of your life right so you spoke about identity which is you know spiritual um, but would you say there were other areas of your life where it kind of like, um, would I say, dictated, you know, how you lived? So were there other areas of your life where astrology, you know, dictated what you would do, if that makes sense? I think that the major part was maybe also my romantic. Okay. Okay, girls. Um, so, <laughs> so honestly, I I mentioned earlier that part of my uh, my issue was that I always wanted to know um, details yeah. and things. So I would, so while I was like in some of my relationships, um, the one prior to me getting saved and the one after, not even the one after, because the one after I was I'd completely um, cut off new age and stuff, but the one prior justice for Audrey's exes honestly <laughs> justice oh my goodness no, just no they're fine <laughs> yeah one of actually the one the one before um this is going off topic Mario we're going off topic but the one um before um I got saved actually our friends okay, okay. really good friends yeah really good friends yeah, 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 yeah. um but after but but my romantic life the one that I'm good friends with now is like uh, when I was in a relationship with him, I really idolized having a relationship. I was looking to that for my for my fulfillment. And it's back to this thing of seeking identity and fulfillment. So because I was so obsessed with having a boyfriend and wanting to know what he was thinking and whenever he didn't text me, uh, wanting to unearth yeah. you know, all you to of these things yeah. and 
that led me to yes to seeking you know that that oh let me go to to the tarot card reader and see what's going on kind of thing so it was also a dollar tree i mean so many people you'll be surprised how many people get into this stuff for the sake of a relationship like they need to they i i know of a person who is consistently calling um like a, a psychic hotline anytime they're single because they want to know when the next occurrence of a boyfriend like when is when the next encounter like when the next encounter of having a man is you know like so these these relationship things yes like you'd be surprised because people people want to be loved and that's the truth people go into sin they go into witchcraft they go into idolatry um for the sake of wanting to have a particular thing whatever it is that they've idolized um above god they don't mind going into sin for that thing um they don't mind lying they don't mind cheating stealing whatever it is it's just that my particular sin was seeking out you know this these mediums and stuff like that so i i think my romantic life for sure um and that's again tied to like idolatry and and all of that it's very interesting you actually shared um your that you dictated your romantic um life or your relationships rather and then sharing from this angle actually which i i i find like mind-blowing because it actually um my own would i say experience with astrology um governed my life and my relationships um and i'm going to explain how so it's very different from Audrey's. So when I typically like maybe meet a new friend, right, and getting to know the person, I would always like just casually ask. I'll just find a way to like sleep it in, like very sheepishly. Oh, you know, when is your birthday? You know, and I'm not asking because like I actually care. You know, like I didn't really care like when your actual birthday is, but I wanted to check like if you matched my energy. Um, and so sometimes, in fact, I would. Would I say if when I ask you, you know, when is your birthday? I would be like, oh, let me guess. Um, were you born in maybe this month or this month? Because I was so like I had studied, you know, the star signs so well that I could, for lack of a better word, right? I could almost gauge. I don't know if that's the best way I can put. It. I was going to use another word, but I didn't want to abuse it. But I could almost gauge when a person is born and if they would you know match my energy or whatever and so what i'll do is i would only grant um certain people access into my life right people who i believed were compatible with my my star sign um and every other person like you can just you know <laughs> like maybe you have to say you can just come and be going because i'm not interested because i don't so much research in terms of you know this star sign and this star sign are not compatible. This star sign and this star sign make the best friends, you know. And just like Audrey, you know, mentioned at like the start, when the enemy, would I say, gets you, or rather you're curious about something, he'll continue to feed you with more and more. I, think, I don't even think it's the enemy. I think it's just human nature, right? When it's, you find something that you you find interesting, you want more of that thing. You want more of that thing. And so with my own search for like friendships I've always been someone that you know loved friendships and everything like um and there's a difference between you genuinely like loving friendships or you genuinely loving love you know 
and then it now becoming idolatry, right? So it's very, very thin line, very, very thin line between both of them. Um, and so like Audrey said, in a bit to want to have, you know, good friends, I would, would I say curate my circle according to my star sign or signs that, in fact, not even my star sign because, you know, I didn't want to when people like exactly like because, you know, it would be too much. Um, just people who were quote unquote compatible with that sign. And the danger of doing this was that I was missing out on wholesome friendships, on destiny helpers, destiny defining friendships, right? Simply because of my birthday month. Doesn't make any sense. Right? We're talking about how God can literally bring people people into your life that you will never, ever, ever in your own wisdom have ever come in contact with these people. But what I was pretty much doing was I was being the Lord of my own life, right? As you are when you're not in Christ. I was curating my friends according to my own standard, not leaving any room for God to dictate who is in my life and who is not in my life. And so I could read someone like Audrey, who some God has seen would help my destiny, right? She would be very, very um like important. Her, her presence in my life would be important from where I'm going. But because she's maybe born in freaking, I don't know, October, it's just very random. I'll be like, ah, no, mm-mm. I only want people that are born in June. <laughs> so, do you get? And so, that was like for my friendships. I knew mm-hmm. that. And even when it came to my relationships, right? Like, I also didn't give guys who were my sponsor any chance. Like, I'm really, you know, I, I literally, I just, like, then, you know, there was this um, um, website where you go and they would, you know, tell you, like, like I mentioned, what signs make the best relationships? What signs would make the worst relationships? I think I literally have that, like yeah. been on the and website as well. Those websites. websites. And yes. then they like calculate the compatibility. Literally. And so mm-hmm. since my sign you know, was a fire sign, and you so some people this episode is really like vulnerability two point because I was telling you, Audrey, I've never like only those if you know you know, like only those that you know um, you know me really really well know that this was a part of my my um, teenagers and but I literally had this like book you know where I used to write these things so my son was a fire sign and you know I didn't want anybody with like a water sign you know so come out quench like my fire does so what I'm doing is I only wanted like you know people that were also fire signs because I wanted it to be you know fire plus fire you know so that there'll be like this massive explosion in my love life, right? But then, like, <laughs> I wanted to have yep. a love life mm-hmm. that was on fire. That was what I wanted. But now, Audrey, in retrospect, it's actually, and I can say this because, thankfully, to God be glory, now I'm on the other side. So it's almost like Audrey said, light just hits you. And in my ignorance, then I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. It's actually quite dumb because there's so much more, right, to being in a relationship and more importantly, a godly relationship, right? It's not defined. Mm-hmm. Oh, repeat that again. A godly relationship. That is not defined by natural elements that will never ever even be, like, sustained. Don't, don't, they don't, like, why am I using fire and water as a basis as a foundation for my relationship with another individual like full-fledged human being not another water bender or airbender 
this is a human being right and so many other important questions pertinent questions that you should be asking like is this person do they love god do you like my last episode i talked about people someone that loves god someone that has a heart heart for service someone that is genuinely kind like kindness is a foot of the spirit not a foot of your star sign you know what is this person's relationship with their family how does this person deal with conflict you know how does this person react when they're upset like remember when i was still in the thick of this i literally had um a mentor at the time who i just randomly asked him that oh you know they had a really beautiful marriage from the outside looking inward you just don't know you know what happened and um, behind closed doors but i really admired like their relationship is lost for her you know just very gentle like i, I just loved of them so i remember just asking him randomly like you know that when is your wife's birthday he now told me i was like oh my gosh in my head though i was like oh my gosh like this thing is actually true you know it's like if you're looking for truth somewhere eh, if you're very determined to find truth in something audrey i bet you you'll find it there do you get like it's almost like, like of course i was like are you serious so Oh my gosh, I saw the sign and I saw three ones and two and two threes, you know, like numerology kind of stuff as well. We will still find a way to get pull on me. I had a phase as well with the numerology where whenever I see 11, 11, oh my goodness. Yeah, literally like mirror numbers and everything. I think my experience with that, I'm so thankful because I remember I had a mirror numbers experience and it was becoming... How do I put it? Because of the previous history I've had with God in relation to like, you know, new age and everything. When it was getting to a point where I, would I say, was making it like an idol. God was already checking me like, hey, hey, hello, sis, don't, don't even do that. It's a thing where like, when I see those numbers, the first point of the reference is scripture. Do you get like going to study what the Bible says about it? And then sometimes I also realize that if you begin to idolize the numbers themselves and not the message that God is trying to pass across with you, because the moment I got the message God was trying to pass across with me, I stopped seeing the numbers as frequently. You know, and after a while, I stopped seeing them altogether. But if you're not really, would I say, sensitive to the leading of the Spirit of God, you will definitely fall, fall for it. And so that was my... um my own experience of it dictating my friendships another thing that i found that for me it dictated was definitely my behavior i used to make the most ridiculous excuses for negative behavior like i'll find myself saying things like you know i mean aries people were actually just like you know blonde i i punched him in the face because i'm an aries (laughs) You know, that's just how I am. Like, we're just naturally rude and just, like, you know, despicable. Like, there's no desire to change because you genuinely believe that that is how you are, right? But the thing is, now, the difference is... You are, would I say... If you would remain a slave to a certain behavior or behavioral pattern for as long as you want to be a slave to that thing, that's just it if you want to be a slave to the fact that you are rude you would forever be rude mm-hmm. do you understand that's, that's right. my identity and it's not even a curse it's just the truth like if you always want to believe or someone who so a man so is in his heart exactly. literally so if you believe oh nothing good will ever come out of your life 
nobody would ever have to curse you or say that that will happen to you but you will just find that things don't work for you ever because that is what you have said in your heart right and so the difference between this and being in christ is that the bible tells us in romans 6 says that our old sinful selves have been crucified with christ so sin loses its power in our lives we are no longer slaves to sin and so it's telling me that if my old self myself which i think is just rude and just naturally like somehow right if that self is crucified to christ then i shouldn't be saying this is just naturally who i am and just stay there it's a thing of this is naturally who exactly i you know i was exactly, again. but because i'm in god now there is a difference there is a change fine like a friend go on add to that because as you literally um you reminded me of of the whole thing of how the enemy disguises himself as an angel of light and a lot of what you're describing especially about how um you you really regulated your life and your personality and who you were based on you know the star sign and the horoscope and stuff like that and again speaks to the fact that we want to we want we have an innate um desire to know who we are and that the whole new age astrology everything it's a false enlightenment it's a false enlightenment and if you're in this you know movement long enough you'll hear the word enlightenment thrown around a lot but it's a false light it's a false um description of who you are and a false understanding of who you are because the only way that you will truly know your real identity not some pseudo identity that you find you know in a horoscope or whatever is by seeking god because who you are is is hidden in him he's the true light and when you the more you get closer to the true light he illuminates who you are so the more you seek god all of the answers that you're seeking through new age through astrology will be found in christ yes 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 absolutely absolutely i think that you know, it's it's really interesting, Audrey, you say that because, you know, it's like, it's not really all, you know, doom and gloom, right? Because, so Audrey, like you mentioned, you know, there is, you know, some level of results that people are getting with these things, right? So it's not every day that your horoscope will tell you, you know, to expect, like, an unfortunate downturn of events, you know, or, you know, it's not every day they'll be like, oh, be aware of like a heavy sadness. Sometimes they will actually tell you, you know, it's your time, you know, it's your season. You'll see things like get ready for a massive uplifting, you know, but this is mm-hmm. why, you know, discernment is is so key, um, which I want us to touch on because the book of Acts, um, and I want us to actually read that, um, Acts 16 um 16 to 18 i'm just going to read it briefly so it says one day as we're going down to the place of prayer we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future she she earned a lot of money for her master from her masters by telling fortune so she was a fortune teller she followed paul and the rest of us shouting these men are servants of the most high god and they have come to tell you how to be saved this went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly he left her. 
instantly. And so we see from this you know scripture scripture that the woman was right, right? What she was saying to them was true, right? Paul and Silas were yes. indeed sent mm-hmm. by God, but the spirit that revealed these things to her was the not source. the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. it was a demon. Yes. So the point yes. is that it's not necessarily the accuracy of these things we're contesting because most times, mm-hmm. if I told you ninety percent, mm-hmm. just like we've mentioned, if you are looking for it, you will see the confirmations mm-hmm. everywhere. Ninety yeah, percent exactly. of the time, they will be accurate and they will speak to your exact situation. To the fact that you will even leave, you get like, you leave your mouth, your mouth open. Mm-hmm. The point is that you must pay attention to the source, the spirit behind mm-hmm. the word. Who is telling this person these things? The person, this medium, this fortune teller that is telling you this, this medium that's speaking to you. Who exactly. is telling who or who's channeling who your dead relative? No, but it's true. Like when they people the people go yeah. to like Tyler the Fortune like, the Creator, what I not Tyler the Creator, yeah. the other guy on E News, you know, the one who speaks yeah. to the dead people. A lot of the things he says yes. are accurate, but he's getting demonic it from a demonic like, source. What power is endorsing these things? Because the truth is, right, if it is not God, then it's the devil. There's no, you know, as we've established, there's no in-between. There's no middle angel. Mm-hmm. If it's not God, then it's mm-hmm. the devil. And this is exactly what Paul did. He wasn't excited that she was right. You know, sometimes we get so excited about the world, you know, but he, he knew that it was a demon leading her. That is why he didn't even pay any mind to what she was saying. And so the only spirit, right, that has the legal authority to speak about our future is the Holy Spirit. That is the only person that has the legal authority to speak over your future, all your future, my future. The Bible tells us in John 16, 13 to 14, that when the spirit of truth comes, and I'm going to read this loud and clear, when the spirit of truth comes, truth, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me, whatever he receives from God, the son, whatever he receives from God. The son. So goes back to the point we're saying, you know, we just spoke about in terms of who are these people taking these instructions from? Who is the primary source channeling these revelations? The Bible says that the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is not speaking of himself. He's speaking based on what he has received from the Father. You know, there's this certainty that comes when you're doing life with God that the things God tells you, it will happen. It will happen for you because it's not a man that he should lie, right? And so, it's not a man that he should repent. And so, for you, Audrey, have you had any, like, would I say testimonies where you've literally seen, like, oh, my God, you know, God told me this thing. Like, he either told it to you maybe in a dream or he gave you a word and you literally saw it play out. Like, the word he gave you for your future, for your life, or even for your day. It doesn't have to be, you know, you just saw it play out. Maybe he said, you know, don't go somewhere today. And you were like, yeah, God, I see why you said I shouldn't go out today. Oh my gosh, so many, so many things. Um, and that's that's another thing because everything I was seeking on the other side from the negative source, the Holy Spirit has given me that mm. and more um, from the source that is legal, from the pure light, which is Jesus. Um, and yeah. he is G testimony in particular. Um, is I remember when I was really seeking God about... Um, 
my career. And while I was in uni, I was like, God, I'm in law school. I don't know if this law school thing really is for me. Um, it's difficult, as you know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I've done the right thing. Um, just tell me, like, what what do you want me to do with my life? Um, and this was like my second or third year of uni that I was, I'd been seeking God about this. And I literally, like, every every day, every time I do my quiet time, I'd ask him this question, and I'd write. I'd write whatever I felt like the Holy Spirit was going to be leading me towards. And um, I'd written so many things in my journal for about like a year and a half regarding the same topic. Um, and and uh, I remember one day my friend had invited me to his uh, his church where he had been. He was going to preach um, a sermon at his church. So he was preaching and he wanted to invite me and sort of the rest of the gospel society this was the president of the gospel society at the time um Zach and so he invited all of us to come you know listen to him preach at his church in London and uh after the preaching which was really good I went up for prayer just not really expecting anything um because I was really drawn to the message and you know I just needed like some general prayer all of a sudden this girl in the middle of the prayer starts to prophesy and Everything that she tells me about sort of, you know, oh, God is showing me that you're going to do this, you're going to do that, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. It was so accurate to everything that I'd been writing down in my journal. And that was the day that God fully confirmed to me that this is what I want you to do in terms of your career. This is the purpose I have for you. And it was just mind-blowing to me that I actually was being yeah. led by the Holy Spirit, that I was hearing from God, that God did have a plan for my life. And I've had so many instances since then of the same thing happening in smaller yeah. scales and bigger scales. Um, and it's it's just amazing. and It's wonderful. And one thing I'll say about discernment, which you touched on, Moyo, is asking what what the source of this thing is. Um, and one of the ways we can discern that source is through yes. the word of God, yes. through the Bible. So, you know, anybody that may be struggling in terms of, okay, how do I discern whether this is from God or wh what spirit this is of? If that thing that you're hearing or that you're receiving contradicts the word of God, yeah. it is not of God. It's not of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will never contradict the word of God and the Holy Spirit will never um, forsake Jesus, will yes. never disown Jesus. That's Any it. spirit that's that tries to disown Lord Jesus, that says Jesus is not Lord. Jesus is not Lord. He's just a prophet. He's just a teacher. Yes. False, yes. false, false spirit. Yes. Jesus is Lord. And anything that would try to contradict that, that's, yes. that's simply not of God. It's contradictory yes. to the scripture. So know your Bible so that people don't deceive you. The more you know your word, the more you know your Bible, the easier it will be to test the spirit. Because whenever somebody tries to offer something to you that may sound good, but it's not necessarily of God, you can go back to the scripture and say, okay, is what this person's saying aligning with the word of God? Because God, the Holy Spirit is not going to contradict the word of God. Absolutely. That's that's literally it. It's like Audrey literally just said it all. You have to put in the work, right, of putting the hard work, right, of building a relationship with the Holy Spirit, right? And so it's 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 one of those things where 
the same way we have to put in the hard work of building a relationship with either our partners or our friends, right? Or even building a relationship with our parents, right? A good relationship, right? Not just any type of relationship with these people. It's the same way you have to put in the work in terms of building a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And it's not necessarily so that you can receive words, you know, but genuinely because you love him and you cannot navigate life without him. He's literally your helper. Like the one person God has sent to help yeah. us, like help is available to us. And, you know, you, it's almost like you are building a relationship with him because he's, you can't navigate life without him. And because you trust that as you do so, right, a point will come where you hear his voice so clearly, just like Audrey has testified that you're not depending, you know, on people to hear words about your own life because you already know, yes, like you know your life because even before people start prophesying to you, he has already exactly. told you about yourself. He has already mm-hmm. told you where you're going. He has already told you the direction God is taking you, right? Because you guys are so united, you and the Holy Spirit are so united, you will lose taste for these external things. That's honestly it. You'll find that there's no satisfaction in them, right? And that's majorly because he has changed your desires. And that was typically my testimony, you know, where the more I just got, like, obsessed with the Holy Spirit, I was like, who are you? Like, why is... Like, it was almost like he just mm-hmm. took me on this journey. And I kid you not, I can't say for certain when I stopped, you know, like, believing in these things. It just fell off. I just lost taste it was almost like when you put like vegetables in a yes. child's mouth they're like ew what is this that was literally worse because a flood of light mm-hmm. just hits you right um, and and the, another thing i even love about the holy spirit audrey is that he won't even just tell you about the things to come audrey he will give you strategy audrey oh specific strategy specific not, not some generic not some, you know, specific, specific. Like, I kid you not. You know, because the truth is, if we're, and this episode, we're having an extensive conversation on the top because there's so many angles to it, right? And we're trying to hit as, as many as we can because the truth is, Audrey, there's a limit to what these spirits can do for you. There is a limit. And we see this exactly. If you look through the scripture, like, if you look with the bible you see, we see it in joseph's life for example right we see it in daniel's life where there was literally a dream none of the magicians none of the astrologers mm-hmm. none of the soothsayers none of them could tell come on dream talk less of now interpreting it and providing the solution for it but these men were able to do this by the help of the holy spirit so it's just like it just showed me that, OG, there are levels to this spirit. There are levels. There are levels to Gosh. this thing. Y'all need to get plugged into the Holy Spirit, not these oh these God, other things. Levels. Like, the Spirit of God is the spirit of all spirits. I kid you not. And so, what we're trying to just say literally is, if you get to know the Holy Spirit, you will not need to know any of these others because everything you need in relation to your life he's able to give it to you he's in fact that is his 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 what i say role right help advocacy comfort he's seven in one plus and then some like everything right Mm -hmm. and so everything you need him to be he is that for you um and i think just you know as we wrap up now i think there's just one more um, angle that i want us to speak on because i think that it's so (laughs) so so key and we just need to 
would I say, break this um, deception um, and expose it for what it is. Um, there's one justification now that Christians especially have about astrology. Um, and it's that it's it's in the Bible, right? And so it's not even necessarily like the part about us not, you know, possibly <laughs> saying it's it's the part about um the three wise men. The three wise men that followed the star to Jesus, right? So the fact that there were three wise men in the Bible that followed the star to Jesus makes it okay. And so once again, okay to read scripture, you see that we're coming with a lot of biblical truth in this episode because like Audrey said, one of the ways you can test things is through the word of God because it is true. Matthew 2, 1 to 2 says this, and I'm going to read 1 to 2 and then 9 to 12. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem, some of the versions say wise men, and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. After they had heard the king, this is verse 9, they went on their way. So, you know, events happened. You can read from verse um, 2 to, to 8. Um, when they went to Herod and everything, Herod, you know, was wilding, for lack of a better word. After they had heard the king, they went on their way. And the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. So the star was leading them to Jesus. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with the gifts of gold, frankincense, frankincense and myrrh. Verse 12. And having been warned in a dream, this is NLC even said, and having been warned in a dream by God not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. And so, First thing I want to just debunk now is that the wise men were not Christians. They were not Christians. They weren't people professing Christ, right? Because, I mean, this was even before. This was literally when Christ was just born. So, obviously, they were not Christians. Guess, like, based on, you know, what Christians were called, you know, then. Um, but they were not Christians. They were Magis. And the... Maga is basically a Greek or Latin word, and the translation of that is basically a practitioner of magic. And so this includes astronomy, astrologers, alchemies, um, alchemists, rather, and other forms of esoteric knowledge. So I just did a little research there. And so these men, for lack of a better word, they were magicians, astrologers, and people in that category. Now, this story, I think, if anything, it captures the essence of all that we have been discussing today. Because it is completely understandable, right, if before Christ, right, you depended on external things to lead and to guide you, just as, as we have established. It's understandable if before coming to Christ, you depended on stars and tarots and all these things. And so, for example, these wise men, same thing. You know, it was the star that led them to Jesus, right? But just like this story, once we come to Christ, there should be a surrender. The same way, like I read, they came, they bowed down and they worshipped Jesus. It's the same way that when we come to Christ, 
we have to bow our hearts trusting in him completely you guys completely not one leg in today one leg out today you know you read the bible up in the morning and then in, no you read your horoscope in the morning and then your bible up in the evening we are trusting in him completely to lead us and to guide us and that's exactly what we saw in matthew 12 we saw a change now once this man had this dream it literally says it that when they had that dream you're warning them not to go back to Herod. They returned to their country by another route. There was a response in relation to the instruction from God. There was a response in relation to that surrendering, you know, of their hearts. And the Bible doesn't now go on to tell us that, you know, they became evangelists, you know, or that they were no longer wise men, right? The Bible didn't say that, you know, when they saw Jesus, they gave their life to Jesus. But what we do see is a surrender. We see a surrender. And we see a trust in God's leading. And so that same, you know, when I say attitude, that same heart posture should be replicated in our lives as Christians. That is the same posture we should have. That's the same posture that we should have. So, yeah. Amen. That's pretty pretty much pretty much it's you know so much so much has been said concerning these topics you know um the scripture that i think i'm just going to close with now is isaiah 47 13 it says all the counsel you have received has only worn you out let your astrologers come forward those stargazers who make predictions month by month let them save you from what is coming upon you this scripture shows that at the end of the day right the only thing that these things do to your soul is that they wear you out. There's no rest in them. There's no, you know, it's only a matter of time. Right now, you might be in it and you might be loving it, you know, loving the life, you know, that you're having it. But it's just a matter of time before it gets to a point where your soul is literally like, you know, can't bear it anymore. And you see that even though they tell you all these things about your future, there's no strategy, there's no support, there's no backing, there's no, you know, there is nothing they really ever do, for example, to even averse the evil, right, that they see coming your way. It's only God, like I mentioned, there's only the Holy Spirit that has the legal authority to speak about our lives. It's only him that has that capacity. And it is only God who has the power to avert the evil that we face and fight battles on our behalf we are not the creators of our own lives god is god is the one who created us and there's no better person to do life with there's no better person to trust with your life there's no better person that has a template for your life than the one who created your life um, so you all i hope this episode has blessed you i know it has um been like i really Thank God. Thank you so much, Audrey, for coming on. You are just phenomenal. Honestly, like, I, this testimony, your testimony is one that um, I I told you should be shared everywhere. You know, everyone should hear it. Um, and I just pray that you will never, ever, ever be ashamed of your testimony. Um, you know, what God has done in your life is permanent. The deliverance he has given you is permanent. Um, and when the enemy tries mm -hmm. to maybe um maybe trip you up 
or maybe make you believe that it's not. I pray you remember the finished work of Christ over your life. Um, do you have any final words, Brian? Amen. Um, I think that you've said everything so beautifully. And um, to anybody that I guess is listening to this and you're like, this is so random. I don't know. You know, you might be in any stage. You might be a Christian. You might be lukewarm. You might be an unbeliever. Um, I just encourage you not to miss the day of your salvation and to just stop suppressing that voice and just surrender because honestly, it's been a beautiful journey so far. Um, and everything that I received in Christ has been infinitely better, even through the the struggles that I have gone through. But every every aspect of my life has been infinitely, infinitely better, infinitely more fulfilled. Not only has Jesus saved my eternal soul from hell, but he's literally given me new life, new new joy, new purpose. So I just thank you so much, Moyo, for having me. And I just pray that this blesses this yeah. blesses so you guys. Would you mind saying the prayer for everyone as we are? Of course. So, Father God, I just thank you because you are the King of kings and you are the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. And your word says that where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are also. God, I just thank you for those who are listening. I thank you, Lord that you're planting a seed in their heart. And I thank you, Lord, that you're running after these listeners, that you want their hearts fully, that you want to save their souls and their lives from death, hell, and the grave, that you love them so much to even meet them here through us who are just willing vessels sharing our testimonies, God. I just pray in the name of Jesus Christ that this episode would plant a seed in their hearts, God, that after this, they would be they would be encouraged to seek out who is Jesus really, who is God. I pray, Father God, that nobody who hears this episode would rest knowing that there's something in their lives that they know they need to change, that there's sin in their lives they know they need to confront, and that there's something that they need to surrender to you. So I just pray in Jesus' name um, that you would Give them the grace to surrender that this episode would touch those you wish it to touch in the name of Jesus Christ, that you would be with them, that this would be a testimony of your goodness, um, and that people would not miss the day of their salvation in Jesus' name. I thank God for Moyo, and I pray that you'd continue to increase her and bless this podcast. And we just thank you and glorify you for even honoring us and even honoring me with the ability to just share my testimony on this platform. We give you all grace and all glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Far and wide in Jesus' name. Share your testimonies with us, guys. Feel free to message Audrey. Feel free to message us on Swords of Our Faith. Um, and check out Audrey's TikTok and YouTube channel as well. God bless you and team in the next episode. Bye! Bye! <laughs>